And welcome back to the Part-Time Talk Podcast. My name is Grant. My name is Dave. We are back. Attack on Titan Season 4 Part <laughs> 2 has returned. Episode 76, Judgment. Um, <laughs> and so for, if it's your first time listening, uh, this is an anime-only podcast. Uh, we have no insights into the manga, no spoilers. We are r- on the ride together, folks. Um, so don't worry about that. Just enjoy it with us. Um, but uh, Dave... Um, before we get into the synopsis, uh, before we get into the thumbnail, how good does it feel right now? We're back, man. It feels like uh, it feels like we've come home. Um, yeah. If you're new to the podcast, uh, the reason we started this podcast a year ago was to cover season four, part one of this very show. Um, we I don't know if we've missed a week since we covered. Uh, part one, then we covered My Hero Academia. Right now, we're also mm-hmm. doing weekly episodes of Demon Slayer. Uh, and we even have like a little post show where we talk about everything else we watch, and so it's been a full year. Back, yeah, <laughs> if you're just checking back in, a lot there's a lot of other set dressing yeah. <laughs> around, around this. But uh, but anyway, so if you are returning to our Attack on Titan coverage, thank you. You've been with us the whole time. Thank you so much. So we'll. Uh, I guess before we jump into the synopsis, uh, we'll give a shout out to the director of this episode. I don't have a name in front of me, but mm-hmm. we're using his uh, his key art uh, for uh, for the episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the synopsis I pulled right off Crunchyroll, so thank you, Crunchyroll. Caught off guard by Marley's surprise attack, Aaron fends off their titans alone. As the battle rages on above, the scouts consider Aaron's motives from the underground dungeons. Great episode, great opener, right oh, to action. Fuck a moly, uh, man. I mean... And, you know, not just to be slightly half glass empty for a quick moment, they kind of yeah. had to do it mm. this way because of the cliffhanger from last year. It would have been irritating if we got a slow burn premiere. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, I think at this this time, I think, at the, sorry, at this present time in the story, I don't think it would have made sense to go in slow. Yes. You know, it, funny enough, they did. Mm-hmm. You know, right off the bat, but it's not like they left us hanging, like you said, for for yeah. the for the for the action. And all it's that, it's so. slow-ish, but it is also a quote reveal because I have to imagine that one of your questions and and many people's questions mm-hmm. for anime only is, is, oh my god, what happened to Levi? He's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing a lot of chatter, and Leanne and I have been talking about this nonstop since the episode. Uh, she is one of the hopeful. Uh, she seems to think that there's a chance he might still be alive, but I I don't know. I think this is I think this whole scene is a big fucking red herring. Really, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the show. Okay, was, well let's yeah. let's break yeah, it yeah. down real quick. So yeah. we we open on Hanj finding Levi's corpse? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, you know he's obviously very bloodied up. Um, Shrapnel and, in his face. Yeah, he's he's pretty messed up and. The rest of the scouts, who you have to remember, Flock is there. He's technically taking Hanj, not against her will, but kind of oh, against her will. Most well, certainly, you know, yeah. she's his hostage, more or less. And they they come across this uh, Titan, and they come across uh, Levi's, you know, mangled body. And this is, you know, in the opening of the episode, it's raining. It's like right, it's right from that scene in episode uh, fifteen, and it feels. It feels like we're right back in the show, like no time has passed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, this, like, the red herring part, where I think they're kind of fucking with the audience, is Hanji says he's dead. Mm-hmm. He was killed instantly. You know, a Titan Spear blew up, or a Thunder Spear blew up in his face. It shredded his insides. But Flock's like, well, I can take a pulse, too. Let me, let me look when, at him. Yeah, she went right into details of, like, the overkill of what exactly happened. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I love Flock's reading of, like, 
I can take a pulse too. You know, just very like... He's he's not dumb henchman bad guy. No, he's not. Because you kind of want to reduce him to that sometimes. Yes. Um... But he's like, he's no, very no, no. easy to do that too. Yeah. yeah, he's like, but no, 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 no. Uh, let me <laughs> yeah. get a take a fucking look here. And there's someone else too, like, and they're like, let's put a hole in his head, you know, to make sure. And like, Han- and I think that's when Hanji kind of like hits home, like, no, like he took clearly took a you know a thunder spear to the face and da da da, like, you know, it's uh, tough damn. man. Fuck man, doing I, our boy like that. Ugh. I I personally don't think he's dead. Um, we're gonna, you don't think he's dead? I think he survives, but. Um, you know, the, the scouts or the Jaegerists, still a bad name. Um, yeah, horrible. The, God, I forgot the about Jaegerists that. The <laughs> Jaegerists do mention right away, like, oh, he, he was our biggest threat and someone's done our work for us. I think uh, dead or alive, but I do think alive, what this does is it sidelines the tactical nuke the show has used. And to be fair, I don't think they've overused Levi. I think they use him very specifically yeah. in his ability to solve conflicts just with nuclear powers but i think he's out for the whole the rest of the series you know either recovering or so badly damaged that he can't meaningfully um shift conflict as a one-man army i think that's over for the rest of the show see i would love to be proved wrong but i don't know if that is a fitting end for him either i think that's arguably worse yeah you know i think and i think if if the show is going to do that they are going to make the worst plot for or they're gonna like it's gonna be the darkest timeline for everyone regardless so if that is what it's gonna be then yeah maybe he makes it out and because and that's the thing too like he would hate to have the titan serum put into him yeah you know he would not want that yeah that's you know i don't know it's and also the interesting thing too because there's like in this scene to me they kind of i, I just want to jump past the zeke stuff for a quick moment yeah. well like what happens yeah. there but at the end of this scene you know, when they're kind of clearing up, Zeke or uh, Flock asks Zeke, like, hey, where's the 30 other Titans? You know? Yeah. And Zeke makes the line of, like, you know, and like you had said too, like, we have no one to worry about now. You know, mm-hmm. there's no one that can get in our way. But then it kind of transitions to Aaron, like, yeah. right the following scene. So I'm wondering if they're kind of, yes, like, they're maybe they're making this thing about Levi, but they're, it's actually, you know, Aaron potentially turning or wherever that path is going. You know, mm. it's, it's a very, very interesting, but super front loaded episode. Yeah, they they also, if you remember, it's a bit of a callback. Um, Zeke uses this line that Aaron used in season in, in part one when he blows up the the uh, you know the declaration of war episode when he blows up that housing unit. Mm. After this long conversation with Reiner, Aaron says, "You know, I think we're the same. I move forward until I destroy my enemies." Mm. And Zeke says, "Here, it doesn't matter, does it? I have to move forward, don't yep. we, Aaron?" And then, like you said, cut to Aaron. Um, obviously, to seal that whole thing shut it's you know Hanja escapes with levi's body question mark who knows um excited to see but i, I don't know if that's how his story ends but i i, I get where you're coming from um, yeah. i think it's very possible because so much of his this recent story for levi has been about his rivalry with zeke and his quest for revenge and his misplaced faith question mark in aaron and and all that I would love for him to bear witness to how this ends, mm. but you know, war isn't fair as we later see. One hundred percent. Okay, we have to talk about Zeke. <laughs> yeah, there's. This is. It's funny. You know, we just finished recording the Demon Slayer pod, and there's this episode is just like, like the drip feed was just opened up a little bit in the mm-hmm. lore area, and you know, I 
you know, the Titan begins to, you know, sucking in steam. And I, I just love that Han just the one who points it out. Like, she's the smartest person in any room she's in. And all the scouts are like, yeah. oh, like, you know, what's going on with the steam? And Or pushing out the steam. She's like, no, it's being sucked in. Like, you yeah. fucking dummy. Like, <laughs> did any of you listen? Probably another um, something we can chalk up to Zeke's royal blood. Yeah. Or him just being incredibly adept at using his Titan powers. But he didn't know that that happened. Yeah, that could have been just something like his body did independently because of his blood. Or maybe mm. he briefly tapped into something. I, I will. I just want to note very quickly. This is the quote, like womb Titan. This is the one that rips its mm. stomach open at the end of the last uh, season. And I, you know, I was in the subreddit. Shout out um, to all them, and and they pointed one thing out, and that is at the end of episode fourteen in part one, after the fight uh, between Zeke and Levi, there's a Titan. Uh, this Titan, its corpse like twitches. Mm. Like it, like, and this was the one that like Zeke was like riding, um, oh, and then okay. he split it in half and threw it at Levi, <laughs> and a piece of its body like twitches in the background, as uh, oh. as uh, like Levi is, is dragging Zeke away, and I think the implication here is that it healed because if they're not dead, they heal, and yeah. Zeke was probably somehow able one way or another to summon it to him, uh, and that mm. and stuff it in its innards stuff himself and its innards via his ability to control them and then sucked its life force out so gnarly gnarly as fuck him emerging from the skeletal remains was like fuck man uh beautiful amazing shot already of course being memed by the internet um which is fine yeah but badass very like i almost want to say jesus like born again kind of sure you know like i don't know just walking in emerging naked as the day you were born sure <laughs> with a sense of purpose i don't know i feel like this is like a trope that i've seen before uh but i liked it we gotta but talk before about that it. oh go ahead well i was just gonna say yeah we gotta talk about the paths or the visions you know or, yeah. or, or what have you but um okay there's beautiful. a lot here there's so much here so so okay so one yes beautiful right um we Remind gotta of when they're at the sea Sorry to, sorry to jump in, but no, just the no. color palette, you don't see a color, color usage like that in, in this show very often. Yeah. You know, it's always greens and browns and, you know, some very, like, earthy tones. But this reminded me of when they go to the sea, the end mm. of season three. Uh, yeah, the end of season three, part two. I know exactly what you're talking about, when they finally um, get there. It's just, like, wide open spaces, you know? It's yeah, like a, you know, beautiful. It's a desert sea, and then you have the sky. and oh, The sky beautiful. with the, like, in, like, the stellar, like, it looks like constellations, but there are these paths, right? Um, and Zeke said, was that the past, right? Mm. Um, we've been here before, I uh, remembered. And also, I should mention, this scenery is featured in the key art. Um, oh, okay. And uh, not, like, the key art for the whole series, or for the whole sh- uh, part two, I should say, rather. And I know that it's involved in the trailers they've put out, which I refuse to watch. Sure. Yeah, um, I haven't seen any of that. But I do remember something similar, if you think back all the way to season two, Ymir present-day Ymir, when she wakes up after eating Marcel, yeah, and she's naked, oh yeah, she's like waking up in that place. And she said she like saw like this truth, and you could see the paths in front of her, and there's this great, beautiful soundtrack at that time. Um, I think she was there, and she just may not have known it. Am I misremembering, or was there also a scene in season three when the owl is kind of letting Grisha in? on like the whole 
shebang of mm-hmm. what's going on does he not make a reference to like seeing is there not a shot of him in the past or am i completely I, misremembering i that? don't think so but i could be wrong hmm. i could be wrong I wonder why there I'm might be regard maybe it's the emir thing i'm, I'm thinking well of. here's what we got to talk about um i think is there's this girl this blonde girl rebuilding his body out of sand mm-hmm. right and you know she's rebuilding the part of him that was blown off pretty violently yeah yeah, yeah. um and he says it felt like years but also like an instant um is that little girl the original ymir every every like old school drawing we've seen of like the devil titan mm-hmm. you know it's always like a little girl like yeah. handing the apple yeah. to the titan so yeah maybe that's what the implication is there's also um if you really looked closely at the ending theme of part one there's like a tree made of light that looks like paths and there's a girl's silhouette mm. in there as well. This has to be like the original Ymir, who, quote, touched the source of all living life and triggered the curse and so on and so forth. We're getting into it, man. I'm this has to be her. This fucking show. <laughs> she has to have the answers. I'm positive. I'm positive. You know, I mean, I'm not positive, but I think that's her. I think this girl, this is the girl. And I think this is the this is where Aaron ends up if and when him and Zeke finally make contact. God, I hope we get a lore dump from her. That would be awesome. I want to hear what she has down to say. In the desert. That would be oh, fascinating. Oh, God. It, yeah. it, it's kind of Full Metal Alchemist. You know, it's yeah. kind of yeah. Edward's conversation with the truth at the end. You know? Um, yeah, man. It's the final season, baby. <laughs> All the big cards are coming out. <laughs> We're getting there. Okay, yeah. dude, that was 13 minutes, and then we hit the OP. <laughs> Dave, I mean, was, this, was this made with me in mind, or what? Like, dude, I could not stop thinking it. about you. <laughs> I was like, Grant's going to fucking lose his mind when he listens to this. It's so good. So it's I've been a metal, listening to it nonstop. So it's a metal OP, the first of its kind for Attack on Titan. And are you, obviously, if you've been listening to it, you know what it's called. Yeah, the rumbling. It's called the rumbling. Yeah, designed has to be so badass. Has to be designed for this. If they're just coincidentally made no, for the no, show, and that's the thing no too. Way, like no the show has always, the show has flirted with metal. Like um, like uh, Linked Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like if you listen to those tracks in full, like those dudes fucking shred hard. But this was like fucking like metalcore. Like let's fucking growl and just you know we and this thing we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but like the way they took. The visuals, it reminded me of Jujutsu Kaisen again, another Mappa joint. The way they teed up, you know, visual moments with like lyrical or parts in the song where like looked like Aaron's screaming at one point. Yeah. And, and just also like, I think this is a case of I need to, visually it's very beautiful. I really, really like it. It reminds me of Jujutsu Kaisen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I need to look away. Because there's yeah. a lot of teeing up of narratives, and it, I think it's given some cues away. And yeah. after the first watch, I was like, I'm going to listen, not watch. You know, it's going to run in the background. I really like this song. I think it's a really good song. Amazing um, OP. Um, not to cut you off. No, no, no. You know, season one, or season four, part one. Jesus, that's not going to get old. Um, I, you know, I know the uh, OP really grew on people. I appreciated it because of all it's like featured in warfare and like they treat like they definitely tried something different with that OP. Absolutely. Um, especially it's animation, but like, I think this one, if the point is like all bets are off, this is warfare. Yeah. This song and this animation style and, and everything they did 
really feels right. Uh, it feels like a much better fit to me than the than part one. I think part one gave off the vibe of the vibe Impending of invasion yeah. of invasion, and this is the war. You know, right. like this is this is conflict or carnage. This is the, yeah. Oh man, it's it is fucking heavy, man. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's so good. <laughs> I uh, I liked it. I I really, really liked it. Um, Props. Props. Um, Excellent choice. Goddamn. Okay, we uh, post-OP, they reuse a little bit of uh, the cliffhanger just to remind everybody what's going on, right? You know, Reiner arriving on the airship, um, you know, Galliard, you know, sort of covering Gabby and Piek, uh, Piek and Gabby's conversation. Um, All that is kind of recapped. very briefly uh, and then we get to Aaron who's sort of surprised clearly along with everybody else uh, mm-hmm. that Marley uh, has arrived and then obviously uh, Yelena begging Aaron to escape underground using the, the wow I'm so, I'm so ready for her to catch one Dave you have no idea <laughs> she's going down how do I explain it because I can see it happening right yeah. like She's slowly devolving in in this scene. Like, there's a few scenes in this episode. She doesn't leave that spot all episode. Yeah, it's just her panicking, and you can see every time you see her, she looks worse and worse and worse, and uh, pleading. The ple- she pleads to him. Yeah, Aaron. Like it's ah, oh, she. I, oh, sorry, you go. Yeah, I think she dies with like a her creepy wide eyes. Like, I I just feel like so many, and this is a trope, and I'm not ragging on it. Like, I think there's this moment of like really intense uh devout zealots yeah. of like dying for the cause and they really hit that in part one that's how she's going out like she's yeah. going out being like oh it's good i don't care if i give my life as long as it's for zeke and aaron like it's one of those things you know what i mean it's a quote noble sacrifice that like no one cares about because she's fucking crazy and terrifying Absolutely. but it's gonna be something like that or the she dies thing, screaming <laughs> the thing i'm worried about is if she, any character on because the, the lines are so blurred right now in the mm-hmm. show it's it's funny because by the end of the episode there's kind of like three factions maybe like a fourth like four in total going on mm-hmm. and i just i don't know who to feel for like obviously like you know like, you know armin and like the gang and all them like there are mm-hmm. heroes and but like the lines are so blurred just after the events of you know part one you know i have the suspicion that yes yelena is going to catch one but she's taking someone with her of course and yeah. I, out of any of the other, you know, villains, whether it's Magath or Reiner or Piek or Annie or, or whomever, Gabby, Gabby Falco, you know, yeah. Falco, anyone, I think she's the like sure shit, like she's taken someone out. And it's, it's obvious, not an obvious in like, you know, the, the most literal sense, but just the type of character she is, she's so malicious. Like the way she just dropped um, the dude, like, uh, that, that Niccolo worked with in the restaurant when he was talking shit about you know, oh, parody devils. One. And she just drops him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's scenes with Ani Capone, which we won't get into, but, like, she, people are scared of her for, like, yeah, a reason. Totally. And I think she's going to take someone with her. And I I don't want her to, but I just feel like she is going no, to. No, I think that's probably a safe prediction, is she's yeah. not going out... She's not going uh, gently into that good night. No. Um, Scary. She's so yeah, spooky. She, she's very spooky. Uh, Aaron and Reiner kick off their rematch. Oh my god! Um, I, I I appreciate that you noted this. Uh, there's a great moment between Magath and Gabby. Yes. Oh, actually, there is a one funny moment moment we forgot about is uh, is Piek asking Galliard to cut off the <laughs> the chain binding the two of them, and her whole That's... wrist comes off. 
And she does like a scream. Ah, fuck! <laughs> oh, I, she's I so creepy. Piek is so creepy, man. Piek is the... creepy, but like, dude, excellent like, character. Holy excellent fuck. They have impressed her intellect on the audience very adeptly for yeah. a character that gets so little screen time. Like, all I think about is how formidable she is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how like how much easier this would be if she was on Aaron's side. Absolutely. In uh, that fake out at the end of part one is like, oh god, this can be easier without her fucking up our shit. She's re- she and you know in that same scene like you know it really I believed her when she was talking that shit about Zeke like yeah. Zeke has never told a truth in his whole life. Oh, that was genuine, I think. Yeah. You know, and it's just like it just goes to show how smart like she sees through she that. She notices. She's always noticed it, but like her getaway, and then you know, she, so that's the thing. So Galliard runs interference. Piek has time to shift. Her and Gabby get away, and Dave. I am so. They took the time, at least in this scene in this episode. They the CG looks normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I think it looks very smooth. And just seeing her like the transition from her coming down from like the castle and like running down the street or whatever, like it just it's seen like it's clearly CG, mm-hmm. like it's it's obvious, but it just it's it all rolls together. There's a blend of 2D and 3D in this episode. Um, I'm really really curious to see how this goes for the rest of part two. Yeah, if they keep this up, this is. Absolutely better than part one. 100%. Yeah. I'm not being a dick. I'm just yeah. saying the true part, which is it is still CG and therefore yes. not as good. 100%. Yeah. Not yeah. being a dick, but nope. it, it is better than last season or last yeah. part, whatever you want to call it. Um, Espe- you know, yeah. especially it's so noticeable when you have like the 2D backgrounds and yes. the CG is there. And, you know, the because it's crazy because they'll be crashing through a building and the building itself is not being destroyed in CG. It's being destroyed in like yeah. 2D, right? So it, it looks very weird to the eye. But like even like Galliard is hard because like at the motion he moves, mm-hmm. it's hard for that to like lock in. But, mm-hmm. you know, when Reiner and Aaron finally like, you know, throw down, how bad did that look last season? You know, when the two yeah. of them were throwing blows and it's like, that looks fucking lame. The Warhammer Titan two looked bad. It's man, you know, and again, like we both agree, this is better than what it was before. But yeah. now, now that we're talking about it, just like a, like low key, can you imagine if Ufotable, the guys in McDemon Slayer, made this? Oh my god! Like just because I've never seen uh, such amazing uh, blend of CG or three D and two D before yeah. and and demon slayer does it reliably i mean hell even a wit studio here's something that you may not know that uh corridor crew illustrated about the uh levi kenny fight when levi escapes from all of kenny's men yeah in season three levi's hand drawn the background of him zooming around is is all 3d cg mm. stuff so like they wit studio had done a blend of the, these types of environments in 2d and 3d before and i had no idea i couldn't even tell yeah pretty fun shit man when it's done well right you know it's we've said this you know time and again we're, we're not ragging on the show but no, it's no. you know it's, it looks better it's, it was good it's, it's nice to see the improvement like the time is was is there you know mm-hmm. mind you like there's lots of there's lots of season left for that to go to go uh to go away but mm-hmm. um consistency is the challenge i think yes mm-hmm um, so yeah, so then we get to, we get the Reiner and Aaron showdown. I gotta, I have to pay very special attention to this. I have to point this out. Yeah. Um, Isayama, author creator of the series, is a known huge MMA fan, um, and oh. it's hilarious. But he's a huge fan, and in fact, I'm a big MMA fan myself. And this is hilarious. I sent this to you and your brother in a world's colliding moment. 
Um, Isayama had a interview with a translator present with Demetrius Johnson, aka Mighty Mouse, uh, one of the considered one of the greatest uh, mixed martial artists of all time, who also happens to be a big anime fan. Fuck, there you go. And they interviewed each other <laughs> about oh, MMA and anime. <laughs> No and, shit. Yeah, and uh, they went on to say like how Isayama wants when he was writing the manga, he wanted to incorporate real jujitsu, real striking, striking, real grappling into the manga. And if you go back to Aaron V. Reiner season two, it's all jujitsu. It's all joint the lock Annie, stuff. The, the Annie fights too. Yes, just a lot of high like, kick ground, stuff. Ground stuff. Yeah, and yeah, and. Uh, you know, Aaron pulling guard against Reiner, you know, uh, all that stuff is like very, very real Brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff. And this moment in this episode is very fluid, very realistic boxing. Yep. Aaron with the high guard um, and then, you know, the overhand right and then Reiner throws the uppercut. Aaron connects. Reiner like shoots for like a panic takedown. Eric, Aaron gets the up kick. It felt like I was watching like a, like an actual <laughs> UFC fight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, MMA is huge in Japan as well. They have uh, their own organization called One Championship, which is becoming more and more popular in the West. And I know that Isayama is like a major fan of that organization. So all that to say, hilarious. That's so funny. And in that interview, he was even saying like, oh, I want to like, maybe I'll base one of my moves off of one of Demetrius Johnson's fights because he has like some very flashy moves and stuff like that. So maybe we'll get there. I, I don't know. Because the manga wasn't done when that interview happened. Oh. Um, so he's like, oh, if I can write you in, I'll, I'll write you in as a, so cool. you know. Anyway, I I was watching that and I was like, I forgot this guy was a huge <laughs> MMA fan. And this looks great. Oh. Anyway, I had to geek out on that, man. That was no. fucking, it was so cool. That's awesome. I'll I, send I, you the interview if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. We'll post it on our gram. Right on. But um, honestly, Dave, it wouldn't be Attack on Titan with the Outriner getting his fucking ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jesus Christ, man. My guy cannot take a fucking win to save his life. <laughs> He like he I think he gets the job done a lot, but like he 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 always takes a fucking beating. Yeah, he's like that guy that always just makes it out. The reliance the reliance of the armor I think really shows through in his character, and I had never well, maybe thought of it that point. way. Yeah. You know, it's he's always been you know that unbreakable wall or an unmovable force or mm-hmm. however you want to want to mm-hmm. put it. But you know, Aaron is that immovable force, and uh, Reiner is that. Or uh, what is it? An unstoppable force and an immovable object. Yeah. But um, I've noticed it because they kind of, it was one of those things I hadn't thought of until last season. You know, I just, you know, Leanne and I just finished rewatching part mm-hmm. one leading into this. And the scene, you know, like the major scene where Aaron puts two and two together that the jaw titan can break through the diamond of the Warhammer titan. Yeah. And I'm wondering if this isn't just like a giant, like, you know, like a triangle strategy or like, uh, you know, like a you know, they're all meant to fuck up one of the other ones, like to keep balance. Oh, interesting. You know, so maybe yeah. Reiner's always getting his ass kicked from Aaron because the armor Titan is like, has flaws when going against the attack Titan, mm-hmm. you know, or like, you know, the Warhammer to the jaw and all yeah. this and that. One so, can beat the other in like a perfect like infinity circle kind of thing. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's interesting, interesting to see, but, um, fuck Reiner, my God, man, like just, but you know, he had, you know, because, you know, I guess we're, we're kind of jumping around, too. And you had oh. mentioned it. There was an awesome moment between McGath and Gabby, like you mentioned. Yeah. Just the way he grabs her and just takes her in, like, the hug. Like, he clearly fucking love these kids. I give you props because you liked McGath early. And I was like, well, eh, you know. Yeah. But, no, the guy's got a heart. You were completely right. 
And just like his line, like, you know, at the end of last season, he has a line of, you know, when they're invading, he goes, you know, let's do this for Liberio. Like, I don't think he needed to say that. He means it. You know, like, I think he's learned. It's fucked up, too. Like, Reiner's still wearing the patch and all that. Like, the LDA bat. Like, some stuff doesn't change at the end of the day. But, yeah. It uh, it feels like, you know, after after all these identity crises that Reiner has had, and, and there's lots of time left. But at the moment, he he has doubled down on his loyalty to Marley. Yes. He might be so irreparably broken that he might have to see it through to the end this way. I, but I think there's plenty of time for him to come to his senses as well. Yeah. Well, come to his senses is a matter of perspective, of course, yeah. as this show is great the on. Third, fourth time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we should mention in that moment between McGath and uh, Gabby, Piek does... I, I actually find it weirdly enjoyable her titan voice it's creepy as all hell yeah she talks a lot in this scene and it's basically just her because she's a genius connecting the dots with mcgath right which is like how did zeke do this okay he must have royal blood aaron and zeke therefore are probably trying to make contact we have to stop that we have to be the ones to end this cycle it was cool to see, like, you know, Piek was, like, almost there, and then Gabby was there to fill in the dots of what she yeah. had learned. And then all three of them were like, oh, or four, I guess, including Colt. Mm-hmm. You know, the four of them, they all fucking put it together. Like, oh, okay, like, we got to keep them apart, and da 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 Like, yes. it was a very, very well-crafted, like, like you know... Um, I have this piece militarist. of information, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, the, the war room is back together, and they can, you know, these are the people that are actually give, like, good information and all that. Like, intel is everything in war, right? So it's... yeah. It was a oh, very good scene. But I agree. I, I weirdly, I think her her VA when she's in Titan form is really cool. Agreed. Um, and now they have an objective, right? Keep the brothers apart. The brothers want to be together. Um, they want to retake the Titan to, quote, fix things. And obviously, the brothers have the Titan and they, they want to use it to, quote, fix things. Everybody's after the found ti- founding Titan. Um, the fight becomes 2v1. Mm. Not cool, dude. Not cool. But uh, as we hoped, and I'm sure many people did, we got to see the Aaron use the Warhammer Titan. Not in the way I thought he would. How did you think he would use it? I don't know. I I, I would just the thought of like Aaron, like you know, I'm not saying he's like a big sword or something like that, but I thought it'd be like a little because I don't know. Eric's kind of like a showman in mm-hmm. some ways. I find that he's just very loud and boisterous you know (laughs) and i I feel like he would do more than just like the spikes out of the ground i guess that's the most effective and they're trying to go like he's trying to you know win the fight and all that but i just expect when it became to the reveal of he has these powers i i thought he'd like you know blow it out of the water kind of thing but i thought the opportune moment would have been to shoot the fucking blimps and or soldiers out of the sky maybe he doesn't use it yet properly he hasn't had a lot of time he's been in prison and uh you know he I think the big thing with it, all of his training, and especially his uh, adequacies as a titan, it's all hand-to-hand combat, right? Yeah. I think maybe a sword might not have worked, but anyway, I, I agree. I didn't anticipate he would use it that way. Mm-hmm. He misses the first time uh, trying to get Galliard, um, but there is a beautiful shot that you oh. made note of, um, of you know Reiner holding his front, Galliard coming from the rear, and then that's when he lets loose and he connects and he fucking spears impales them into the air oh especially because you get reiner's bad side where like his jaws hanging off his fucking face he's missing all his teeth yeah Uh, that was one of the like we've talked about it before but like the shots are like well that was clearly ripped right out of the manga (laughs) you know it's it just had this art like this style to it even even galliard too there's just like a different tone to them also aaron's whole 
forearms at this point are mm. armored. Yeah. Probably a lot easier with the Warhammer Titan ability. Um, you can tell he's just get. It feels like he's just getting better at beating up on Reiner. Yeah. Um, this time it was less Tried close. Lots of chances to do it. Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Um, what happens? Oh right. Okay. So the the Jaegerists arrive. Um, but this is a. I th- I was glad that the show did this. Um, it seems very clear as they arrive that they are just nowhere near ready for this level of threat. Right. Like a surprise yeah. attack on Liberio does not make this fair footing. Uh, it, it Like, trench, rooftop warfare, automatic weapons, air support. Um, the Knights. It was a battle. Like, they were there to effectively wage war. You know? Yeah, they were getting decimated by a civilization that is decades ahead of them, and uh, ODM gear was not the equalizer. They were getting picked apart, not to mention probably outnumbered. Like, the, it. Uh, one thing the, this episode did, uh, did a lot... Uh, really well, I think, is that they really impressed that this was, like, the scale of this invasion was legit. Yeah. And back in part one, they did say, like, we more or less have a million-man army. After yes. You know, we have, you know, and Armin did quite a bit of damage there, but I don't think per- or uh, Marley is in shortage of bodies. No. And, yeah, I think they overwhelmed them with uh, numbers and advanced warfare, and is this the goriest? You know, we're coming off one of the goriest episodes of Demon Slayer ever. <laughs> yeah. Is this the this goriest we've there. seen? Yeah, I think so. From this, like, leading up to it, there's, you know, the Reiner, the beating of Reiner is exceptionally, like, well gored out, drawn-wise. Mm-hmm. But I think from the moment that, you know, the Jaegerist or the Scouts or whomever, that's the thing, too. The, again, so many blurred lines here. I don't know who's who, really. It, it could just be, like, regular Scouts defending. We don't know mm-hmm. if it is. The assumption is all the good guys are imprisoned right now. Yeah. And then all the guys out in the field are the Jaegerists, I suppose, so... But the second they show up on the scene from there, it's like one of the biggest bloodbaths I've seen in an anime. Yeah, I like, I, and it's not my bloodlust, but I, I have to imagine that this was depicted this way specifically in the manga, and I'm really, really happy that they did not, um, you know, they didn't PG this for us because so no. much of this show has been about sort of the cruelty of war and and. It's it was gonna come down to this, right? And now just people are just there's gonna be casualties and like this is sort of the cost, and they didn't cheapen that by not showing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Well, it was um, just too like the yeah. shot because like they, it's it's a really really cool scene, you know, from the perspective. Not like what happens. Like I said, it is so gory, but you get it on the rooftop. You see them attacking from the air, and like it's all kind of like jumbled together, and then out of nowhere. We get the first anti-Titan shot from Magath and Piek, oh. and and you just see like literally like goops of blood blast out of Aaron's fucking head, and I was just kind of like, whoa, dude! <laughs> like, yeah. There's so much going on right now. It's such a it's war such zone. a it's a really cool scene. Really, mm-hmm. you really have to appreciate between this episode and the declaration of war run of episodes in part one how well. This show depicts the chaos of warfare. Yeah. Um, the the casualties, the inability to organize. Like, it's just chaotic. Yeah. Um, oh, also, in that moment, you know, we learn, one, Magath is the gunner, and two, he's a general now. Yeah. There's a bit, eh? It's general. Yeah. General yeah. Magath. I appreciate that. Not I'm shocking, just... because Aaron literally stomped everyone else in the military to death. 
Well, also McGath, he kind of he set it up to put him in that position too, right? With like, our boy Willie. Right. Willie, Willie Tiber, R.I.P. And he has some really good lines yeah. of like, you know, Willie's death would be for nothing. Like he made this happen. He does remind us of that. That's a really good point. And there's a there's a really good line too. Like, I think after they make the first shot, everyone's like, oh, like good shot, General or, or Commander, and he makes the joke. It's but, General. And he makes he has a line which it was so out of left field, and I laughed like. I, I caught it more on the second time. He makes a line of, like, you know the Marley army is in a sad state when their best gunner is now the head general. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he's, yeah. like, talking about himself. And I'm like, what a fucking weird joke, but I love it. Like, it's... He's... I don't know, like, his character kind of loosened up a little bit mm-hmm. in a really weird way. It's, like, he it feels like he's on the same... Actually, feels like he's on the same team as everyone. Yeah. No, you know, I He's not I agree. just ordering fodder to their death. It's... Yeah. I, I appreciated that. Um... Reiner frees himself with the Warhammer spike that Aaron impaled him on, and he fucking drives it into Aaron's chest. Aaron, and in uh, great inner monologue words from here, everyone's suffered enough already. You've suffered enough already. You know you've lost. It feels like he wants it to be over. The com- it feels like they're continuing the conversation from the basement. Yeah. You know, like he, it's like he's finally able to, like he's not like crying on the floor of like, you know, like kill me and da da da. It's like he's actually saying what he wanted to say in that conversation, I feel like. Yeah. Of course, he can't say it to his face because, you know, it's mm-hmm. Reiner and he gets the courage later kind of mm-hmm. thing, which is, I think, one of his biggest flaws as a character. I think it, you know, adds layers to him and all mm-hmm. that. But my boy Reiner, goddamn. So things are not looking good. And with that said, I, I will admit for a second there, I thought Anya Capone, when he left the rooftop, I thought he was like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> for a second there, I was like, are you just going to peace? But no, he goes to the basement. Oh, not that basement. But he goes to a basement to uh, with the keys, and he frees all of the scout captives. So Armin, <sighs> Connie, Jean, Mikasa, the family, Sasha's family. Nicolo. Um, Nicolo. He frees everybody and says, yo, like... Um, this Begging. Is, yeah. You know what this we- dude weirdly reminded me of? I'm full of really weird pulls today. <laughs> okay. Have you seen the movie Troy with Brad Pitt? Oh, it's been a minute. Fuck, it's been a minute. The idea is that Agamemnon, or no, not Agamemnon, uh, the Trojans want to invade uh, Agamemnon's armies while they're on the beach. But in this moment, their army is splintered from within because Achilles' forces uh, will not participate in the war because they're arguing with their king. Mm. And Hector, the prince of Troy, says, if we invade them now, we're going to unite them because we're their common enemy. We don't want to do that, right? We want to take advantage while they're all split up and not communicating, but we don't want to like just charge into their home because then we're, gonna, we're going to unify them. Mm. And this is like this moment. It's like the enemy of the enemy is my friend. Sure. Anya Capone and Yelena, all those people clearly do not have the same goals as the OG scouts, but this this is their home. Yeah. And they all care about Aaron. Yeah. Right? That, that's the one thing they have in common. It's like, okay. Very true. You know, we may have just imprisoned you, but now I need your help. And yeah. He was like, he was on like his hands and knees, like begging mm-hmm. them, like fucking around with the keys. Like, you know, they showed the shot of him putting the wrong key in and like looking yeah, for another one. I was like, good oh, detail. Like, yeah. you know, but, um, and then, you know, the second that door is open, Connie gets loose and one of the, one of probably Connie's best scene ever. Agreed. Other than when he, you know, finds figures his mom. out, finds his mom and all mm-hmm. that, but he just lets loose on, on Capone and beautiful animation too. Beautiful animation. Um, 
Dave, I think this scene is more darker than they... I think if you pick this back, this is probably some splintering of the group right here. Is you my think so? my take on this? Yeah, well, like we'll get more into the scene and what it what is taken, but there's a shot that closes out this episode. It's the la- second to last shot of the episode, and I don't think any of them, are, all the original scouts, are on the same page, even remotely on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something weird going on with Armin. You think so? Eh? I think so. Yeah, I I don't disagree. Um, I think so. You know. Connie's monologue is great. Uh, I want to reinforce what you said. You know, he talks about Annie betrayed them, Bertolt, Reiner, now Aaron. He's tired of this. His best... I love that. Um, Armin is the one who says, let's hear him out. And then Armin... I feel like he's a part of the audience here. He's trying to justify Aaron's actions. It felt like a back pocket theory. Yeah, he's like, guys, do you really think this is his play? I mean, even though he just beat the shit out of me and said some of the meanest things to Mikasa you could possibly conjure up. Yeah. Um, do you really think he's... Do- like, you know what I mean? And he does also say something that the audience has clearly realized is that even if Aaron's plan comes to fruition and he's able to make contact with Zeke, it's his call. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, uh, what was it? Ultimately, his power to use was the line, which I thought was like super yeah. potent. I was like, well, you're right there, my dude. Yeah, what was uh, Zeke's mentor's name? Mr. Ksaver, yeah. Oh, Ksaver, yeah. Ksaver's the one to say, you're the key to the lock, but the person who turns the handle gets to decide what to do, you know? Mm. So I think, you know, the, the the show is painting this, and maybe we should have this conversation now, because, you know, Mikasa basically says, I don't know if I want to help. I, I mean, I want to help, but is it just because of my blood and my lineage? Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. I don't think I know the answer to that either. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> yeah. um, but the show is, and Armin kind of, they paint it as though there's only two options. Yeah. He's either going to euthanize all of us, mm. or, or the race, I should say. Not you know, He's going to neuter all of us and euthanize the race effectively. Um, or maybe he does the rumbling. Mm. I feel like there's secret door number three. It is yeah. a little obvious to me. Um, in, in hindsight, anyway. Do you want to hear the theory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but if I'm right, and I ruin the ending for us, you can't be mad. <laughs> no. Fair? Fair and, I, and I have not seen this. I'm sure I, I can't be the only guy with this idea, because it just seems so obvious. Um, I think secret door number three is they make contact. Aaron says, fuck that agreement. I'm not euthanizing shit. I'm not rumbling shit. I... We whisks away all the audience. No, I'm, I'm retconning our ability to become titans. I'm removing the curse of Ymir at the cost of my own life or whatever. I, I'm doing a take back. No more titans ever. I we already know that the founding titan has the ability to change their anatomies. Yeah, yeah. So maybe just no more titans. I remove all titan serum from the planet, or I make it, uh, what do you call it, infertile, whatever. Yeah. I'm, you know, maybe uh, if there was an exchange with God or some source or whatever, he just simply returns that power to Ymir, the original. And maybe that costs him his life and the life of all the Titans, or maybe they all live until the end of their terms and mm. it simply doesn't get passed on. And that thus the equalizer, no reason to fear them. Hmm. Just I, no more just- Titans. No, I agree. That's to me. No, I agree, and like it seems the most obvious. I feel like that's what we've all been thinking, mm-hmm. and it just 
I feel like we've been so focused on these other two options because they've been continually bringing them up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is kind of like maybe it's, you know, like a, a fake out of some sort. They've, like a long haul fake out for the past like season and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. But um, I don't know. Because Ar- like the ending, of the, like the last episode of part one, you know, Armin does that. You know, he hears Elena. He starts crying. I think that's like the cue of him like picking up that like Aaron is actually like undercover or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to buy it because I'm thinking of all this stuff. Aaron said some harsh shit to Mikasa. He said mm-hmm. some equally harsh shit to Armin about, like, all, all, you know, who's the real slave here? Like, you know, you got Bertold's memory. You got the enemy in your head. Yeah. You know, and all that shit. And it's just, you know, you get to the scene. Like, how is Armin just so sure about yeah. all this stuff? You know, it's, you know, because it, it, it cuts Is that loyalty to a fault? What is that? You know, it's, like, what is that? Like, is he seeing someone else in that, like, through other memories or this and that? It's... Mm. I don't know, because you know, because the scene closes out. You get face shots of the original crew, and all of them have a completely different emotional like expression. Yeah, you know, and it's. They're I torn. think they hit they hit that home. Like Mikasa looks completely out of the mix. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, Connie's angry. Gene is the most like he's clearly thinking. You know, and then Arm is just like sure of the plan. It's like this doesn't this doesn't check with me. You know, I think there's something more going on. You know there. what you're you're saying about Mikasa being out of it because she, you know, she's torn. Uh, yeah. If there's a moment for her to have her priorities fucked up and her blind loyalty to Aaron questioned and perhaps interfering with her, it would be now. And it feels like a moment like this. Yeah. This could be where she fucks up and dies. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. she's so her headspace, her her whole world has been turned upside down. Yeah. She may not be thinking super clearly. I mean, I guess yeah, you could say that for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But it feels like maybe she's a little more vulnerable than normal, right? Levi's sidelined or dead. She could be, you know, everything that makes her special combat-wise, that could be really fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. It also, episode one. <laughs> that's episode one. And, you know, the, the episode closes on, you know, more Jaegerists getting their shit uh, lit up and Aaron uh, being pinned down by Reiner and screaming his head off. Then we cut to credits. We still haven't even talked about, you know, since the end of season three, we haven't figured out how these memories work both backwards and forwards. Oh, that's true. Right? Because we saw that, uh, you know, we got to say Mikasa and Ehrman. Yeah, the, the owl was able to look into the future. What the hell does that mean? Um, last thing, the ending theme. You're going to like this, Grant. Mm. Ending theme is beautiful. Go watch ending one. The ending theme from, uh, as, as most of you, or if you're an anime fan, know, um, not just across seasons, but they often change OPs and ending themes. Attack on Titan has had several. The very first ending theme is extremely similar in its animation to this. And they swap Eren and Mikasa in many identical shots. Animation style is the same. Um, some of the lyrics are very similar um but there's lots of cool side-by-sides you can find on subreddits and stuff and i went back and i watched them and i was like oh my god this is awesome hmm. um but like it's mikasa is extremely heavily featured in ending one and young aaron is very featured in in this ending uh very cool uh, we got some good shit coming down the pipe dude i can just feel it this season is going to be out of control like yeah that was, yeah that was 47 minutes on 20 minutes of anime but what do you it, what, what do you want from us yeah what the thing the thing about this episode just like one last point on the episode Mm -hmm. itself this weirdly felt more reminiscent of like attack on titan season one maybe two than Mm -hmm. it's been in a few years i agree you know it's like 
not just because like we're kind of back full time in in parody now like we're in chicken china and all that like it's obviously there's those you know comparisons but just the tone of the show like you can tell like there was just a different the way marley looked and the way people acted there and the backgrounds and this and that it's just you know the it's almost like the the show is forming to the its surroundings a little bit more it's i I see what you mean you know it's it feels like home because we're back in this very specific town as well Maybe it just reminds me of, you know, when they go to, is it, yeah, when they, I guess it would be season three then, when they go back to Chicken Sheena and they plug the hole, right? Yep. Yeah, part one? Part, uh, late part one, part, no, it's part two, actually. P- part two, yeah. So it's, maybe maybe that's what I'm calling back to, but it's just, I don't know, it's good to be back. Good to be yeah. back. Yeah. And good to be back on the pod. I yes, think that's sir. about it. I think so, yeah. Man, what a ride. Okay. <sighs> Uh, thank you guys for listening. We're going to be doing this every week, so uh, we also recommend that you watch Demon Slayer. They could use your viewership. I know they're really hurting right now. Um, so check. They out- called us and they asked us to say yeah. something. So we well, are, so. we like to help out the little guy. Um, but seriously, uh, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening. We're going to do this every single week for every episode, and we're going to do the same thing for uh, Demon Slayer Season 2, which is also airing on Sundays. So, um, you know, two episodes from us a week, and then we're going to get back to the post-show after that. But Thank you very much for listening. Uh, follow us at Part-Time Otaku on Instagram or whatever social media platform of your choice. Take the appropriate social media action. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers.